Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past two years and I'm in my 36th year in publishing. Today, we'll be talking with our new columnist, Dan Miller, who is the CEO and owner of Mulberry's Garment Care, and which started in Minneapolis. Many of you know Dan, and we're very glad to have Dan here today in the podcast. Hello, Dan, and welcome to the show. Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll get right into it, Dan. Let's, uh, let's start off and just tell our podcast listeners uh, a little bit about yourself. Maybe talk to us about how you got started in the dry cleaning world, and throw in maybe some details if you would a little bit about your family background and uh you know things like where you were born grew up and and such yeah absolutely so was uh born and raised in um, minnesota in the minneapolis st paul area and uh my my dad was from minnesota my mom's originally from new york but uh got got sucked into the cold winters of minnesota and <laughs> so grew up in minnesota and uh actually went out east for for college and uh Ended up finding my way back to Minnesota uh, and was management consultant at McKinsey. And I did a bunch of work in kind of the strategy and in the retail and service sector. And so one of the great things about that job was I got to see what was best practice in companies like Target or Starbucks or, you know, major Fortune 500 companies. And as I was also doing that, I did a lot of dry cleaning and laundry. And so... Uh, one of the things that struck me as a dry cleaning and laundry customer was that there might be an opportunity to take some of the best practices of other industries and bring them into dry cleaning. And so I took a leave of absence from my management consulting job and everybody thought I was crazy. And I <laughs> went out to uh, DLI and did, uh, did the dry cleaning and laundry institute school, uh, the basic and advanced courses and learned about the industry and learned about dry cleaning. And then I, I actually did sort of a due diligence road trip on the industry and, and toured around and looked at cleaners and, and met with cleaners and learned more about what was going on and and found that what a lot of people already know, which is the dry cleaning uh, and laundry industry is a big industry. It's very fragmented. There's a mix of players in it, uh, but people who run a good dry cleaning and laundry business can have a nice business. And so I said, I think I'm going to take the leap and I formally quit my job. And then uh, in 2009, or it was actually late 2008, we did some testing, but uh, 2009 started Mulberries and just started off with a cleaning facility and a, a delivery route. And I would drive the van and pick up a couple bags and <laughs> come back and, all. and yeah, and clean it and press it with one other guy. And over time we, we built up the route and then uh, later in 2009 started our first store and and that took off like a shot. And then uh, we just steadily have kind of expanded by, you know, adding a store a year. And then a couple of years ago, acquired a cleaner out in San Francisco. And then most recently expanded into Dallas. So very good. that's sort of the history of Mulberries. Yeah, that's terrific. Thank you. So you, you sort of took a leave of absence and then uh, just never came back. Went from there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Your business, right. Uh, well, and now here, here you are, our very popular uh, newest columnist for American Dry Cleaner. So uh, you, you could add that in too. And you just launched exactly. this past summer. Yeah, we're very glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about that. Just maybe just briefly, uh, how, how are you liking that, developing ideas and writing a little bit about your uh, industry? 
Yeah, I've been I've been loving it so far, and uh, it's just been a really treat, real treat to kind of share some of the thoughts I've had on the industry, and and also just get great feedback from other owners about things I've written and and their perspectives. And uh, one of the things that's been kind of a huge surprise about it for me is just in a lot of ways it's reinvigorated me in the sense that uh, sometimes by uh, taking a step back and and getting a chance to write down what you've learned and and uh, you know some of the the keys to success, it it reminds you of the need to put that back in play into your business and to to teach and develop your staff to buy into some of those things. So it's it's been surprisingly reinvigorating for for me and my business as well, and and hopefully useful for uh, other owners. Yeah, that's a great point, Dan. Thanks for mentioning that. That's almost a maybe a future podcast all on its own about about that. How it makes you sort of refocus. That's a that's a terrific thought out there. Well, yep. let's get to uh, let's get to a couple things that I, I was wondering myself was was as a, as a dry cleaning owner. I know you've expanded recently. You've expanded your operations, and we've talked a little bit about mm-hmm. that. You've gone a couple of times now expansions in the last few years. I know you've gone. You mentioned into California and now into Texas. So. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit? I'm sure our podcast listeners would be interested. A lot of them are owners, operators. How? Maybe take us into your thinking. How did you decide to expand? Give us maybe just briefly sort of take us through your thought process when you're getting ready to make those uh, expansion moves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, well, first off, one of the things that, one of the pieces of kind of the Mulberry's vision when I started it was I wanted something that, um, you know, could someday uh, – be a, a great business, not just in Minnesota, but, but in other areas in the, in the country as well. So that was kind of a, a part of my vision is I, I wanted to, to really contribute something to the dry cleaning and laundry space and doing it in Minnesota is terrific, but I also wanted to kind of prove to myself in some ways that, that it could work elsewhere as well. So that was kind of in the background. And then the question was, once we got it up and running in Minneapolis and it was working and we felt like we had a model that really resonated the question then was, okay, where to go next? And so for us, uh, in terms of looking at expansion, what it really came down to was looking at what we believed were the, the key factors for success in any area we were going to expand. And I think that applies both on the local level and if you want to go outside of your, your given market. And for us, those big things were, you know, we wanted a large city so that we had plenty of room to grow and plenty of opportunities for new stores, new routes and whatnot. We wanted a city that, uh, you know, had a pretty affluent population just because um, we tend to be more on the premium side of the market. We're not crazy expensive, but we're not uh, <laughs> discount. <laughs> and, um, and then we wanted a market that I had some familiarity with. And fortunately, my dad years ago uh, moved out to the Bay Area. And so I had spent a lot of my life kind of visiting him out there and so felt like I had a really good handle on the neighborhoods and the city and how it works and what the customer base is like and that sort of thing. And there really, in my mind, is no replacing that kind of local knowledge um, and feel. And so uh, San Francisco was just kind of a no-brainer in that it really combined all those things, right? It was big city, growing population that's very targeted towards mulberries in terms of uh, you know, affluent and green awareness. And then, of course, the the fact that I knew it. So I think those are kind of good rules of thumb in terms of 
how to expand and where to expand, whether it's in your local market or, or a new geography. Those are great points, Dan. I'm just thinking of the, the photos and things I've seen of your stores, and uh, that's, a, that's a great model out there in the field that you're, you're, you're not just the only one, but you're doing it so well. It's, it's almost a beautiful store to walk into, and I'm really struck by that, and I'm struck by a lot of people who are going to that kind of thing. I think that's terrific. Well, let, let me get to something else here I was wondering about, because as you do these kinds of expansions, one of the things I always wonder about is do you get taken by surprise, and hopefully in a good way, when you're doing this? Can you share maybe a quick war story of maybe a surprise, maybe something that turned out for the good as you were going through this expansion process? Did anything come up that you just yeah. didn't see coming in a, in a good way? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing that's always jumped out to me is, you know, obviously United States, there's a lot we have in common and, and it's not that different from city to city, but one of the things that's just been a a surprise, and, and I don't know if it's a pleasant surprise or not, but uh, is just the unique, funny little differences between cities. For example, again, like, I, I don't know if it's a positive or negative, but San Francisco is really big on Yelp. So Yelp was actually founded in San Francisco. So Yelp is, is, is almost like the default search engine for people in San Francisco. So if they're, if they're looking for a restaurant or they're looking for a dry cleaner or whatever, they just go to Yelp directly. Uh, a lot of them instead of going to Google. Whereas in Minnesota, you know, people use Yelp, but it's not nearly the level of saturation that it has in San Francisco. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, just, no, just know learning about that and seeing how, how different that impact is fascinating. Um, another example is in San Francisco, there's a little bit more emphasis on environmentalism than in, in Minnesota. So, we have a fair amount of customers in San Francisco who don't want bags at all on their clothing. They, they just take them back totally uncovered. Yeah. That's um, a, isn't that a California and, thing? I mean, didn't that stop yeah. there? Yeah. So, so I think that's actually just been the kind of fun and surprising thing to me is I, at least I, I didn't quite have a full handle on how many little nuances there are and the differences of customers in each city, but each one is different. And, and I think, being aware of that is, is always to your service as you expand. Yeah, that's really interesting, too, the point about Yelp. You know, it almost feels like how, how far are you up on the tech wave? If you're already just going to Yelp, you're probably pretty far along on it. You know? Right. And uh, right. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm sure some other people have noticed that, too. They could look around and then they realize, why don't I just go to Yelp or something like that? And yep. uh, that's, that's a really good point. Um, Anybody who's listening right now, could you give like a quick tip? Let's say they got expansion on their mind or they're kind of looking at that down the road. Maybe they're an owner of a single store or maybe they have a couple and they want to branch out a little bit. Could you give them a tip or maybe a, hey, be careful of this when you're, when you're looking or could you give them one of those back of the envelope type of tips as you like to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a couple big ones that come to mind are number one, just don't assume that everything that worked in your first store or your second store is going to work in your third. Uh, I think that's the classic business fallacy, right? Is I did it this way in this spot and it worked. And so therefore it's going to work everywhere exactly the same. And that's absolutely, that's like the one thing I can guarantee is it won't. And so 
it's so important that you go in kind of holding your assumptions and, you know, in the back of your mind and really look at, go into the, the individual market with an open mind, almost like you're starting it from scratch again, where you say to yourself, okay, here's kind of my hypothesis on what'll work, but let me talk to people. Let me test things out. Let me learn and adapt. Because if you don't do that, then it's almost a guarantee. It's not going to, to work exactly the way you wanted it to. So that's kind of my first one is just going in with a really open mind about whatever the new, whether it's a new neighborhood or an entirely new market, just not assuming that it will be the same as whatever your first store or your first market was. The second thing that, you know, really jumps out at me in terms of advice is the planning stage. The thing that I think that we've learned the most from is that if you do, well, it's painful if you, if you devote the extra time to planning out, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to get there. It saved you so much pain on the back end. Um, I think there's a temptation to always rush and say, okay, my first store is great. Now I want to do the second, let's go. And, and you rush it without having the systems and planning and accountability all mapped out. Right. And so before you do it, take a deep breath, make sure all your systems, all your planning, everything is all tight because then you're ready to expand and, and move on to a new market. Great tips, Dan. I'm sure uh, those listening right now appreciate that very much, you sharing those. Before we let you get out of here today, and we very much appreciate you being here on the podcast, but a couple quick personal things. Let's see if you want to share any personal info. Uh, When you're not hard at work opening your stores or writing for uh, the magazine, can you tell us your hobbies, what you do to relax? Yeah, I'm I'm super into sports, uh, so... I love both watching and playing. I play basketball and, and play golf, not nearly as frequently as I'd like. And then I'm just a huge sports fan. So big Vikings, Timberwolves, Twins guy. Um, that's really kind of my main outlet. Little game. And then, of we course, p- hanging, hanging out with my girlfriend. So Hanging out with your girlfriend, all right. And a little game yeah. we play here in three words. How would you describe our dry cleaning industry today? The three words I would use is first transitioning. Uh, it's, you know, changing from, from kind of old to new, I think, um, too supportive. I, I've been amazed at how great all the other owners are with each other. And then three, uh, national, I think it's, we're continuing to kind of consolidate and, and, uh, go from local to national. That's great, Dan. Last one, and I'll let you go. I try to work this into everybody we talk to, but tell us a secret and keep it clean that nobody knows about you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Um, I think probably the, the best secret that, that, uh, nobody, at least in the, in the dry cleaning industry knows about me is that I am actually a, uh, online licensed minister. One of my, one of my buddies got married and wanted me to preside over the wedding. So I had to go online to the universal life church and become an online minister so that I was licensed to uh, marry him in California. Wow. That's cool. Well, (laughs) (laughs) very good. Well, I will now pronounce this podcast coming to an end, Dan, if that's okay with you. We very much enjoyed having you today. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here on the American Dry Cleaner podcast and for speaking with, with us today. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Tim.
Thank you for your time today and for being with us here on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest fabric care industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us and also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon. Thank you.